Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88. I am Adam Wright along with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. So guys, it was a pretty good weekend sitting here, but what did you guys think about this past weekend? Thought pretty it was good a good set of games, huh? Yep. I think it was the best divisional round in NFL history. I think it was a pretty good weekend of football. Might have been the best weekend of football I've ever seen, to be honest. But anyways, we this is going to be a great show. Uh, our conference championship matchups are set, and we will review those. Uh, we have the fan box and another alternate form of our Sunday's best. Uh, and of course, we just finished up what was a divisional round for the ages that we will talk about. So let me just sum up in es- the essence of what we just witnessed, what we all just witnessed as football fans. So all of these games were decided on the final play or in a walk-off. Three game-winning field goals and an overtime thriller. Three out of four top two seeds were eliminated this weekend. Three out of the four road teams emerged victorious. The combined margin of victory that was just 15 points, which is the lowest of any playoff weekend ever, four games or more. First time where both number one seeds were eliminated in the divisional round since 2010. First time both top seeds were eliminated on the same day in the divisional round. So it's safe to say that this was an outstanding week for football. And so let's start off by reviewing the portion, which was the Green Bay Packers, who were eliminated in shocking fashion this past weekend. So the Green Bay Packers were eliminated by the six-seeded San Francisco 49ers by a score of 13-10. to 10. Green Bay was ahead 10-3 to 3 with just four minutes left before San Francisco rallied with a blocked punt for a touchdown in a walk-off field goal to pull off the upset in snowy Lambeau Field. So guys, what's next for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers following this loss? As a Patriots fan... I would like to speak to any Packers fan listening. You are staring into the abyss right now, and you are probably going to lose Aaron Rodgers. And us Pats fans, we know how it feels to lose an all-time great, and I just want to say I'm sorry. I truly am. But there's no way around it. Aaron Rodgers said that he knows the Packers have a lot of work to do. He doesn't want to spend his final seasons on a rebuilding team. But the Packers' rebuild is going to take a season or two, maybe three, who knows? Because, for those at home who don't know, Green Bay is projected to be over $40 million over the cap. And, you know, Rodgers is probably going to elbow his way out via trade. He would want nothing more to do with this team, and can you blame him? I mean, they have some big names to re-sign, including, but not limited to, Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's right. A, the top, a top three receiver gone, and you. It's not that they are not. It's not that they don't want to resign him. It's quite literally that they can't. And I highly doubt a guy of his skill sets gonna take a pay cut just to stay in Green Bay. There's other guys like Devondre Campbell, Chris Barnes, Robert Tanyan, Alan Lazard that could probably fetch a pretty penny on the open market as well. Green Bay, when I feel like it's a when, not really an if. When you lose Aaron Rodgers, your championship window is shut. And I know we all probably wanted them, you know, to get the happy ending and all, you know, the last dance Packers win the Super Bowl. Well, guess what, last dance Packers? The dance is over. And you lost. 
very unfortunate. I did not see this ending the way it was supposed to end. I thought the Green Bay Packers were going to make it to the Super Bowl. I thought Aaron Rodgers would ride off into the sunset on the Green Bay Packers with at least another Super Bowl championship. That obviously did not happen. They lost, and now I think it's time for them to part ways permanently for the foreseeable future. I respect everything that Aaron Rodgers has done for the for the Packers, but now it's time for him to pack up and go elsewhere, just like the Packers got packed up by the 49ers in the divisional round. But that's neither here nor there. I understand. It was a very tough loss for the Packers. They should have won that game handedly. I don't understand why they lost that game, but hey, it happens. It's football any given Sunday. But I believe it's time for Aaron Rodgers to move on and find greener pastures elsewhere, preferably possibly in the tough in a tougher conference within the AFC and the team that is one quarterback away from being a potential Super Bowl contender is the Broncos. I believe if he goes there, he has a perfect opportunity to have a chance to win another Super Bowl and then do whatever he wants. I see what you did there with the pack it up. Rodgers has to pack it up and go because he's on he's on the Packers, at least not for much longer. But anyways, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is just about gone. Uh, and that's really not even that's not really controversial in any way to say that, to be honest. He he said uh, so like he, he said earlier on before this postseason started, when he was asked if you whether or not he's leaving, he said the grass is always greener where you water it. Since then, they got knocked out one and done in the divisional round by a team who's beaten them for the fourth straight time, beaten him uh, regardless. You know, you, you have him. They're what forty million over the cap at this point, and also they have they have Devonte Adams who's going into free agency, and there's no way they're keeping him either. So you know when you put those two together, I know CJ, you mentioned all the other the other secondary pieces that are going into free agency. That's irrelevant next to these two because without these guys, even if you resign the those other little secondary pieces, the Robert Tunyons, the Alan Lazards of the world doesn't matter. You just lost Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. You know, it's just, it's over, man. And you better hope more than ever that Jordan Love, if you're a, if you're a Packers fan, that Jordan Love will, uh, that he ends up panning out. I hope so, because he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, and they were more than willing to let him, to let Aaron Rodgers go at one point in time. Now, all of a sudden, after they saw him against the the Kansas City Chiefs, they're like, eh, maybe not. Let's give him a few more. Let's give him another year. Not anymore. Aaron Rodgers wants to go. It's now or never for Jordan Love. He's on the clock. Absolutely. And uh, he and if he doesn't pan out, it's interesting to see how they're going to handle it, whether or not, because he's been on that team. Usually the cutoff is about, what, three years? Do you think, and do you think from what they've seen, they're willing to give him that time, considering he hasn't really shown that he's even close to ready? You know, I, I don't know if he's ready at all. But anyways, uh, going moving on, uh, we, we talked about one quarterback and his team's future. We're going to look into another quarterback who's in a similar situation, except he could be staring into the face of retirement. And so could the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, championship hopes at retiring. So we'll talk about that coming up next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. We're going over what was a divisional round for the ages. Like, absolutely outstanding slate of games. But anyways, uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost 
to the L.A. Rams, falling just short after rallying from a 27-3 deficit. They came. They were down 27-3. They came all the way back to tie it. And uh, Despite Tom Brady being sacked how many times? Four, five times? He was pressured a lot. But they, all, they very nearly came back. Then just before time expired, Matthew Stafford hits Cooper Cup for a long gain to get into field goal range. They hit the field goal as time expires to win the game. But the Buccaneers have several key starters hitting free agency. And rumor has it, quarterback Tom Brady, his future is uncertain for the next se- for next season uh, and for his entire career. And so what is next for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, I'm going to take this one first. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, it's time to take your old ass into retirement, boy. It's been one hell of a career. Future Hall of Famer, but it's time for you to go, bucko. Um, I think after what I saw last Sunday, I think he gave his gave his heart out there, tried to perform a great comeback down, I want to say 27-6 to 6 at one point in time. Somehow got it to 27-27. Wasn't able to pull off the miracle in the end. It happens, but... In the first half, he didn't look like Tom Brady. He kind of looked pedestrian at best. He threw an interception. He was pressured a lot of times. He was throwing incomplete passes, and he didn't feel comfortable in the pocket. I think after a while, he can come back for one more year, but I don't see it lasting after that one more year is my actual opinion. I think he'll try to get it one more time to see if he can make it to the Super Bowl. But outside of that, we'll see. As far as the Bucs, if Brady comes back, try to see if you can resign who you can. I don't think you'll be able to resign everybody like you did last year, but who knows? They'll probably take the Brady discount if he's coming back. And for those who can't, wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors and see where you can go and try to create another Super Bowl team if he comes back. If he doesn't, then I'd try to rebuild and try to salvage what I can from this team. I'm pretty sure this goes for all of us, mm-hmm. but I know – and I um I know it goes for me. I don't I know it goes for Adam, maybe Justin, I don't know. But it's weird to think about Tom Brady retiring. I personal he's literally was drafted before I was born. Mm-hmm. And I have not known football without the go. I, I really haven't. It's tough and it's just it's weird to think of that it might just be around the corner, you know? But on the game itself that was one heck of an effort by Brady, you know, to rally the team back from 27 to 3. Like you said, um, 24 unanswered points, and then the defense absolutely collapsed. Their, their play call was horrible. I don't remember, like, what exactly, like, that it was. I believe they blitzed five, the Bucks' defense. And they had, like, a guy on Cooper Cup and a single high safety. No, Cooper Cup is going to beat that every time. And that was just a horrible play call. Uh, Winfield blue coverage on Cup. It was just that. It's just, it's it's really sad, honestly, to see, you know, a game end like that, especially for Brady. But if I'm Tom Brady, I would feel no commitment to Tampa. I would really feel, like, no loyalty or whatever. It's like... It's like, hey, I got you a ring, and now goodbye. That's honestly what I would do. I, I don't think he's gonna. I mean, I really don't think he's gonna. But I I think he should retire. I really think, you know, you're prob. I mean, 
I don't know how much longer you can keep doing it. You're about to be 45. You really don't want to risk yourself. And Brady's talking about how his family is going to impact his decision. Maybe he stays and maybe he leaves. But if he leaves, you're going to be in New England situation where you're still stuck paying his contract after he's gone. And they still ha- and they have some big names like Rob Gronkowski and Chris Godwin and Carlton Davis and Ryan Jensen and Dominican Sue that are going to be free agents as well. And I highly doubt, especially Carlton Davis and Chris Godwin are going to come back. I really doubt it. So long story short, Tampa, you better hope Brady comes back because that's the only way these guys are going to take a discount. If you don't, I mean, you still have a decent team, but Brady is the engine that makes that roster go. And I don't think it's a wise idea to say, oh, we still have Arians. He'll take care of it. No. So as CJ just said, I have not known football without Tom Brady in the league. I, like, quite literally. I was born in January 12th of 2000. Tom Brady was born was drafted in April of that year, was drafted into the league. Just the fact that he's been talking about it is really just, it's hard to process for me because every single time you hear him talking about his future in football, he says, I'm not, this isn't my last year. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I want to play till I suck. I want to play till I'm 45, all that jazz. And then you look at, then you see him talking about this, saying, well, you know, when my wife sees me get hit, it really kills her. And and I completely understand that. It's just, it's when it, it's starting to process to me that they're right around the time, Tom Brady's final days in the NFL. It's hard to process, you know, just, just thinking about that. Tom Brady is the key to that team's uh, success. And if he, he goes, then, I mean, they're back to, they're back to the dark ages, basically, <laughs> you know, they're, they're back to the, the seven and nine team that is all that nobody really thinks about. I mean, Tom Brady put him back, put him on the map. He's going to take him off the map, but it's, you know, and they're, even if he does stay, they may not even still be a championship team. Because if you look at it, all of their free agents, one of them is a, is starting running back Leonard Fournette. The other one's the other running back in Ronald Jones. And there's Gio, Ber- Gio Bernard. So that's their top three running backs right there hitting free agency. So there's they're not going to have a running game. Uh, Chris Godwin is most likely gone. I would like to think that he won't. And there's there's hope considering he tore his ACL. Uh, moving on, so the Bengals they made history, making it to their first conference championship in quite some time. So we will talk about that coming up next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. We are recapping a little bit of the divisional round at this point. And uh, the Bengals, they managed to advance to their first AFC championship since 1988. So that uh, that's, I believe, what, 31 years? How, how long was it? It was... It was in 1988. Um... It's 1988 maybe closer so that was to about 32 30 I, it was some some sometime long ago but they since 1988 after beating the titans in an upset victory joe Bar- joe burrow managed to pull off the win despite being sacked nine times so also 
Uh, Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill threw three picks contributing to their undoing. So do you guys see uh, – so to say they're Super Bowl contenders, I mean, obviously they are considering they're in – at this point, by default, considering they're in the final four. But do you guys – would you guys mention them in the in the conversation – would you say to sort of win the Super Bowl? Could we take them? Could we take them seriously at this point? Please answer the CJ. I was gonna say I thought my favorite Ravens fan might want to answer. I was division rival. Well, just well, it's gonna be what? it's gonna be biased. Justin, okay, you gotta you answer at what? some point. Well, I'll, get, I'll go it. first. I'll let him. I'll let him. Uh, you know, get his thoughts together. Uh, you know what? I have drank the Bengals Kool Aid. I have. I don't know. You have. You, you just. Oh, I don't know. You you have to respect this team. I don't. You just have to look at that offense. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, C.J. Uzama. That is an elite group right there. I tell you what. And then how do I put this? The defense. Well, I I, I feel it's an underrated group. They're the three usually they use like a three four package, and the three people they put up front are scary. With uh, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson coming off the edge, and you have that giant man DJ Reader in the middle. You know linebackers like Jermaine Pratt make this group especially dangerous. And who can forget people like Jesse Bates? You know that patrol the secondary. That is really. Uh, well, you have to. And like Adam said, like by default, they're in the conversation, you know, because they're in the AFC championship game. And you have to remember, they already beat Kansas City. It was a shootout, I will grant you, but they already beat them. Does lightning strike twice? I don't know. But like the old song goes, I believe in miracles. I think it's a question, like asking, isn't it a question, like asking, do you believe in miracles in the song? No, it's literally, I believe in miracles. Just think about it, it stays a question to be like, I believe in miracles? No, 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 no. I don't no, know, like, long story short, I do, do believe in miracles. Do you believe in miracles? No, like it is thing? not. It is not. I'm pretty sure it is not. All right. All right, I'll take your word for it. Justin, come on, rip off the Band-Aid. Rip it off. They're contenders in name sense. They're contenders because they made it. All the Tennessee Titans had to do was not turn the ball over, and they could have won this game. Unfortunately, they can't do that. What are you showing me, CJ? What What are you showing? No, it's Adam. It's the lyrics. It says, "Oh, I believe in miracles." So yeah. What's I the song called? Um, Cincinnati will lose. So, you know, that's what I believe. Because if they make yeah, it to just, the Super Bowl. I'll never hear the end of it from Bengals fans, and that's the last thing I need right now. And God knows I do not want to see Eli Apple in the Super Bowl. He doesn't deserve it. He's been burnt toast all year, and yet he has the nerve to talk the way he's been talking. No. That's number one. Again, that's the song. That is all. Oh, that's all. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to prove it. But overall, respect to the Cincinnati Bengals. They've made it this far. They shouldn't have made it this far, all things considered, due to their preseason hopefulness they weren't even supposed to make it to the afc championship game now that they made it congratulations they won the division and the future is bright on the offensive side of the ball defense is still burnt toast i don't care what anybody tells me and kansas city is going to reveal that once again even though i believe it's going to be a very close game 
I think Kansas City is going to pull it off since it's at Arrowhead. All right. So the whole thing with the with the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'll admit I've been very, very skeptical on this Bengals team uh, ever since the playoffs started. Even before then, I did I just didn't buy into their uh, to the bank the Bengals this past postseason, uh, the end of this regular season when uh, when they were putting up big numbers against the Ravens and the Chiefs. I thought that was fool's gold. I thought, I mean, they're good, but they're not really like putting up 500 yards and five touchdowns good, you know. And then they then they won against the Raiders, and then they won against the the Titans, two very very solid teams. I mean, they're playoff teams. They came in, they didn't choke, and you know, the, good for them. I still and I feel bad because I've bet because I've bet against them every single time. But I think I really do think this is where it ends against the Chiefs, and I'll talk a lot, a little bit more about it when we preview the the conference championships. But you know, this is you know, lightning is is the question is is lightning going to strike twice in the same spot? And the the answer to that is simply it ju- it just won't. You can't be sacked five times and win and win a game. Well, you can. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, and yes, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and they still won. The opposing quarterback also th- also threw three picks. And they didn't exactly execute very well down the stretch, that Titans team. And one of those picks that he threw was critical. You know, it's I just don't I just don't see this pan this really uh panning out for much longer. But I have been wrong like just about every week of the postseason with these this Bengals team. I thought that uh, that offensive line was a gaping hole and it has been, but it hasn't torn them down just yet, but it will. Just wait. Just you wait when you face Fr- Frank Clark and Chris Jones. It'll be, be a pretty rude awake, awakening. I hope so. Yeah, you hope so because you're a Ravens fan. <laughs> that sounded that sounded so painful watching you talk about the Bengals in a positive manner. And you've had to do that for the past few weeks now because the Bengals just continue to win. Because you keep making them a topic. Be- well, they are a topic. When they when point. they're the underdogs well, like mean, this, they, and they the continue to win. Game. We could have avoided them for a while before we got to this point. We could have skipped the well, wild card round. They're a story. We got to talk about them. I don't give a damn. We just skip. They're a playoff team, <laughs> and they won their first playoff last a couple weeks ago. They won their first playoff game in how how many years? Like thirty you're years. Asking, you're asking the wrong person, Adam. I don't care about their success. All right. Uh, All right. Maybe we should move on for Justin has a heart attack all right well as you guys know as i've said last week and i believe the week before that sunday's best is over but we will we're making some modified versions of the sunday's best for the for a playoff edition and we will get to that next you are listening to the fumble rooski podcast stay tuned you're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, and CJ Medeiros. And so I gotta say, um, finding a uh, a game of the week was really difficult because it was one game after the other where I was like, "Damn, this is the game of the week. This is the game of the week." That was the o- I think that was the only struggle I had in the- during this weekend while looking at uh, all the all this football. 
and analyzing everything was figuring out which game was the best game. And uh, I, I, I guess the only game I looked at where I really said, nah, this, this ain't it, was probably the 49ers game where the, they, they went into Lambeau and they beat the Packers. It was a good game, but it was a little slow. I mean, 23 total points isn't a lot of points. It'd be nice if they could score some more for to be a uh, I'm not saying it it needs to be a shootout but I mean I mean 20 like 13 to 10 is I mean it was 10 to 3 with 4 minutes left in regulation you know but uh so Sunday's best is over but this week we're giving you the divisional rounds best where we review the best matchup from the divisional round and so we pick the most thrilling, entertaining game for you guys every week, and in now including the postseason. Uh, so the divisional round best pick was Bills at Chiefs. So this game was a back-and-forth shootout from the get-go. There were six total lead changes throughout the game. The largest lead between the two teams was a nine-point lead for the Chiefs at the end of the third quarter. Uh, and there were 25 total points scored within the final two minutes of regulation. So I'll take you inside those two minutes. So with a minute and 44, uh, a minute and 54 seconds left, 27-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis, and a two-point conversion added onto it uh, to b- give the Bills a 29 to 26 lead. Uh, then after that. Um, a minute and two seconds left, and Tyreek Hill is hit from Patrick Mahomes for a 64-yard touchdown to make it 33 to 29 Chiefs. And then, as if we thought, when we thought, just when we thought it was over, 13 seconds left, 19-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis, 36-33 Bills. They managed to march all the way down the field, and just before regulation ends. They score a touchdown to retake the lead, and the Bills are on the are on are on the verge of going back to the AFC Championship. And you thought it was over then? You're wrong. And within inside those 13 seconds, Patrick Mahomes hit on his on the next position uh, next possession hits Travis Kelsey on a deep pass inside the 30 not 30 yard line, setting up a 48 yard field goal as time expired to force overtime at 36th all. And at this point, you're like, wow, what just happened? Then the Chiefs win the coin toss, and they march down the field on their first possession for Travis Kelsey to score the touchdown for the walk-off win. So, guys, thoughts on this game? This, by far, was the best game of the divisional round. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes prove to you why they are franchise-altering quarterbacks and that they deserve the money that they got. And if it wasn't for Josh Allen's defense totally collapsing on him within 13 seconds, and then in overtime, Josh Allen would be in the AFC Championship game again. But unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't in the cards for Josh Allen. Credit to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. They held in as much as they could until their defense just couldn't hold on anymore. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They held on to beat them in overtime because once they get the ball, they're pretty damn hard to stop once they get into scoring range. And they hit Travis Kelsey in overtime, and it was a touchdown. And so after watching the game, I thought and came away with two things. 
One, Bills can never catch a break when it comes to the playoffs. They just never can. Two, Gabriel Davis needs needs to be paid a whole lot more because he was making under a million dollars with his current contract. And if that's true, he's going to be making a lot more soon because he had over 200 yards in that game and four touchdowns, which is a playoff record. So with that said, I think he deserves that to get a lot more money after the performance he put in during the playoffs. Yeah, I honestly, as a Pats fan, I genuinely feel bad for the Bills receiver, Gabriel Davis. Over 200 yards in the playoffs, like a record four playoff touchdowns, and you don't win. I mean, that just, I mean, you gave your, you know, you poured your heart out, but just got to feel hollow, and I feel really bad for him. I want to elaborate a bit more on Kansas, uh, Buffalo's defense, which, you know, they, you know, the Bills Mafia would thump their chest to go, yeah, this is the best defense in the league. Yeah, look at what we did to rookie quarterback Mac Jones. Wow, yeah, look at what we did to a rookie. We're so good. And look what happened. You went up against, like, an actual, like, proven quarterback, and he passed all over you. And how do you give up, like, two 20-plus yard plays in the span of 13 seconds? This was not just an epic collapse. This was a monumental collapse. And then Patrick Mahomes sliced and diced your number one defense in the in overtime and found Travis Kelsey for an easy touchdown. Look, and, you know, you can blame overtime rules, but I'm not going to get into that. That's something we can discuss later. But, Bills, uh, coming from a Pats fan, I would like to tell you there's plenty of room on the couch. Come watch the AFC Championship with us. All right, so I we did pick this game to be the game of the week, and it was probably the most hyped up game in the aftermath of that of that divisional round weekend. Um, but personally, and don't get me wrong, it was a great game, and we chose it over Buccaneer uh, Buccaneers Ram, uh, Rams Buccaneers yeah. mainly because it was a cleaner game. But I mean, personal for me, I don't really pr- I don't. I'm not a huge fan of these games be of the big shootout games where you're just it's like it's like basketball where you just trade possessions where you're just hitting threes and just scoring tons of points all over the place like the NBA. I I'm just not a huge fan of that. I like a little bit more defense. You know, the my favorite playoff game or Super Bowl game ever and it stands to this day will always be Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl 49. That was a physical game. Great defense between both sides. Great comeback. There was offense. There was defense. There was all of it. And that will always be my my favorite game of all time. But that game just didn't love. Just I mean, it was a great game and it was entertaining to watch, but didn't love it. Uh, on top of that, so in the game itself, I feel really bad. For the bu- for the Buffalo Bills, you know, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs watching as the Chiefs celebrated their super their second straight Super Bowl berth a year ago, and then coming back, they make it all the way back to this point and they lose again, and it was a close one this time. It was just so upsetting. There's a lot of controversy in the aftermath with the overtime rules, and we will get to that soon. But uh, I don't know. The the phrase we won on a coin they won on a coin flip sounds an awful lot like I don't trust my own defense. 
Just Sounds saying. Like losers. So to all those players who are saying that, like, you, especially on the offense, and if you're on the defensive side, you need to just go and just you're you're in the wrong sport, bud. Go to knitting class or something. Seriously, like if you actually if you're that much of a little wuss, like oh they wanted a coin flip. Stop the team. Stop the other team from scoring. All right. Uh, we'll get to that soon. But coming up. We are going to preview the conference championships ship matchups, and we have some pretty solid matchups coming up. And actually, they're both rematches from the earlier on in the regular season, so you won't want to miss this. Stay tuned. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros with you tonight, and. So we have two conference matchups that are set. And so the first one in the uh, American League, the AFC, for the AFC championship, it is Cincinnati at Kansas City. And the, uh, the NFC championship is San Francisco at Los Angeles. So we'll start off with the Cincinnati at Kansas City matchup. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Kansas City better win. Kansas City better win. There ain't no, there ain't no other choice now. And, and, and as much as I don't want to see Jackson Mahomes anymore, and as much as I don't want to see Ken, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I ain't got no choice. I gotta see Kansas City in the Super Bowl again, just so I don't see Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Please come through Kansas City. Don't fail me. Do what's right and knock Cincinnati out of the playoffs, please and thank you. That's all I gotta say. They shouldn't. This game should be close, but Kansas City should prevail. I think the final score is going to be 28-24 Kansas City. Well, that kind of just happened. I am the stark opposite of Justin. I am tired of seeing Kansas City. I'm, My I'm gosh tired. darn it, I want Cincy to win. Cincy, Ugh. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, I beg you. No, you've please. done it before. Don't, don't you do can it. do it again. Choke. I believe in you, Cincy. <laughs> I don't believe You've made it this far. You, wanna, you could literally be the greatest underdog story probably ever in the yeah. NFL. The Giants do exist. Oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, you can make a case. But definitely like the top five like, underdog story. Now, there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. Of course. But when you look at the defenses... When you look at Kansas City's defense, aside from Chris Jones and Frank Clark, there's really, I don't trust them. I genuinely don't. Well, if you look at the Bengals' defense, their D-line is good. Their linebackers are all right. Their DBs can be hit or miss, but they're serviceable. And on top of that, they've got a top five safety in Jesse Bates. I mean, I would favor... KC to win, but I don't know. Someone's telling me to pick Cincy. I'm probably going to be wrong, but you know what? Why not? Why not Cincy? And I trust their defense more than I trust Kansas City's. And yeah, Buffalo didn't deserve to win the other game. Look at us, just a pair of uh, division rival haters. But that being said, I think, you know what? I know in my heart. Put me down for a Cincinnati Bengals victory. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. But I think since he just ekes out a win, we'll call it 35-31. We need to stop 
the Cincinnati Bengals from allowing Jackson Mahomes to go to Super Bowl, what is it, 56? Thank and you. Twerking and, and twerking in front of the gridiron. No, please. Please. I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe please we'll stop give that from Sean happening. Taylor's number to dance on, too, the disrespectful brat. I ain't got no choice but to root for Kansas City. Don't. No, I do not want to see Jackson Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I genuinely don't. I don't either. Don't see, I got no choice. We don't want to see his weird wife either. Uh, but anyways, whoa, whoa, we, 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 uh, 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 I agree with, don't cancel me, please. What? She's, she's annoying. All she does. I know we've all seen her social media. Keep it. I didn't say that, sir. What are you talking about? I'm just saying she's Uh, annoying. All she does is just, she rides off of, uh, off of Patrick Mahomes' coattails. That's not, this doesn't say anything that disrespectful. (laughs) Okay. All right. Can, Can we talk about the game? Let's let's talk about the game here, sir. You're tipping on a mighty thin line here, sir. All right, geez. All right, let oh, me. Sure. It's my turn. Sure. It's my. T- I'm channeling my inner Skip Bayless of Undisputed and saying it is my turn. It's my turn. You to told play. me it was my turn. All right, but anyways, this is a game where I just I want to believe that Cincinnati will pull it out. I just don't think it's going to happen. They they were able to beat. They were able to beat them before. They're not going to be able to do it again. They, it's just, they just match Cincinnati just matches up so poorly with Cincinnati. They can score some points. They'll be able to, to, they'll be able to compete with Kansas city. And it'll probably be a similar game as earlier on in this, earlier on in this, uh, during the regular season. But they're it's the difference is they're not going to come out with a win this time. And, uh, the reasoning for that is simply because of their offensive line. Like I said, this often this this Bengals team is going to go as far as the offensive line allows them to, and they've been able to catch some lucky breaks uh, where the Raiders weren't able to get the pressure get the pressure on Joe Burrow. And then the next game during the divisional round, the Titans were able to historically well. I believe that was the the second the that was tied for the most sacks. By any uh, that any quarterback has been has gone through like in any playoff game or something like that. So you look at and and it turns out that on the other side, when that happens, the other quarterbacks giving the the ball away three times. So is is Patrick Mahomes going to do that? Absolutely not. And is the is the defense going to the Kansas City defense going to fail? in bringing pressure to Joe Burrow? Absolutely not. And they, Kansas City might make a couple mistakes. They've been doing it all season long, but they're not going to make enough mistakes to uh, to fall to Cincinnati. It's just not going to happen. I, as much as we want to wish it into existence, it's not happening. But, all right, uh, real quick, let's uh, let's look into the next matchup, which is San Francisco at the Los Angeles Rams. What are your thoughts on this game? It could go either way, to be honest. San Francisco has showed me they can take it to the Rams. This is a bad matchup for the Rams because I think the the 49ers have a good offensive line to match up with the 49. I mean, with the Rams defense, I think that O line can protect Jimmy G long enough to ha- to get the ball out of his hands. They have a great running scheme with Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell. They have a great core of wide receivers with Debo and uh, what's the, I can't remember. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. I can't believe I forgot him. I believe their defense is solid. 
especially that front seven with that pass rush. So I believe they have the tools to get it done. I'm going to give the slight edge to the Rams, and I'm going to say 24-21. Oh, so we're giving a score now. I'm just giving scores. Y'all can do whatever y'all want. Yeah, I did too. Here's a here's a fun little comparison. The Niners are to the Rams what the Dolphins in Miami are to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Look at the t- look at the Rams and look at the Niners. This is how it's been for the past few seasons. No matter how bad the Niners are on paper, no matter how injured they are, no matter how many people are out with COVID, no matter the time, no matter the temperature, they just have McVay's number. There's no way around it. But last playoff game, Debo Samuel was visibly hampered with injury. He was limping all around. Kittle is banged up. Trent Williams, the big left tackle, really banged up. So if you're the Niners, you know you are not as talented as the Rams, and you need your stars at 100%. Maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. That is possible. However, I just I feel like this might be a thing. If these guys are at 100%, that could be an issue. Also, I really don't trust Jimmy G. I genuinely don't. I mean, they drafted his successor last draft for a reason, but... The Niners aren't a bad team, but the Rams, I feel, are angry in this, you know? They got swept by the Niners this season, you know, in their, in their matchups. They're 0-2. The Rams know that. The Rams know this stage. They know that about, like, three years ago, they, you know, lost a close Super Bowl to the Pats. They know all that's going against them, and you got to be angry you got to use it, and they know what's going against them. They know they've lost the Super Bowl. They know that, you know, a lot of people are picking the Niners for an upset, but you just you have to let that power you. Play with a chip on your shoulder. And for that reason, I'm taking the L.A. Rams, and I am taking them 27-20. Oh, 27. So we're all coming up with scores. All right. So – I too think it's going to be a tw- kind of a 20s type of game, and um, I believe uh, this is ju- this is a game where you know it comes down to how much you trust each uh, each side to come up with a victory. You know the so the the 49ers have been able to come to come out with these these great uh, these great victories in the past couple of weeks. Um, with the Cowboys as underdogs, with the Packers as underdogs, and uh, but do you really trust Garoppolo to come out and do it again? Do we really trust that, uh, especially with this uh, with this injured 49ers team, that they're going to be able to come out to pull out the victory again, especially against this Rams team, which is insanely talented and i've told you guys all season long do not sleep on the rams no matter how many how many growing pains they had to go through they had to go they had to bring in a new quarterback uh their their number two wide receiver got hurt and they had to get used to to odell beckham jr at one point they were dealing with all these all these issues during the season i said this team is loaded with talent and they have good coaching do not write them off 
now that we're at a point where we're talking about them seriously as going into the going to the Super Bowl. And talent and coaching is what's going to get them there. And it's going to take it's going to beat them in this game as well. But uh, anyways, co- uh, coming up, we are going to get into the fan box. So go don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power88. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. And we have come close to the end of our show, and you know what that means. That means we are on to the Fumble Ruski fan box where we post a question box every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. So respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. Now, the question of the week was, what should the NFL do about their overtime rules? So as you guys know, uh, the Bills lost when in overtime, and they did lose the coin flip, and the Chiefs did win on their first on their first drive in overtime. Well, which was their only drive in overtime. Uh, but so this has caused some controversy. And it seems like it stirs the most controversy within the team that loses. So Patrick Williver said nothing. Uh, they should do nothing. The Bills deserve to lose for not closing out the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'd say I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Should have played better defense. 13 seconds on the clock and you don't stop Travis Kelsey. You give him a free release. That's exactly what you get. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. CJ said, which is which won't be our podcast host, said nothing. If you don't want the other team to score, don't let them. It's a pretty yeah. simple, simple, but mm-hmm. it's a simple spell, but quite unbreakable. Look, and but, I will point this out real quick. Adam, you yourself said it. The team that complains about is the team that lost. Remember 2018 Patriots upset the Chiefs in the AFC championship game in overtime and Travis yep. Kelsey threw an absolute tantrum on social media. It's like, yeah, we need to fix the rules. Well, to that oversized man child, I say, where are you now? Oh yeah. You're pretty quiet now that it went your way, but that's all just my two cents. He's out there celebrating his overtime victory. That's what he's doing. Yeah, pretty much. Whiner. Ugh. Anyways, Sean Howe said... Y'all talking way too reckless about about Travis Kelsey. Oh, well. Sean Howe said, Every other pro sport gives both teams an equal chance. Why should the NFL be different? Because life's not fair, Sean. Life's Mm -hmm. not fair. Also, consider the nature of the game, right? You know, it wasn't always sudden death. It used to be, like, way back when they played for an entire extra quarter... Well, the Players Association or something like whined about player safety and and through a series of adjustments, we now have what we have now. That was something I believe my dad told me, like an interesting fact about that. But look, one, player safety, because, you know, football's a really physical game. You can't really have them playing for an extra quarter. And two, I will harken back to my comment. If you want your team to touch the ball, use your defense. That's what it's there for. And, you yep, know, it's basically. like, uh, and it's like, you know, we lost on a coin flip. Dear any fan, if you actually believe that, kindly get a CAT scan. Because that just Jesus. says, I don't trust my team. 
You right, CJ. need to grow up and accept that life is not fair. And no, I'm not talking to Sean Howe. I'm talking about people that say, oh, we lost on our coin toss. All right. Well, Sean, I do appreciate you giving uh, giving a different point of view than the other two responders because we we did want we do want several different viewpoints. But anyway, but uh, my basic two cents. Uh, uh, the the phrase "we won on a coin flip" sounds a lot like I don't trust my own defense. And I, I've mm. said this earlier on the show, and it's I mean, come on. Uh, just so before we end the show, I do want to point out that Sean Payton did. Uh, step down after how many, what was it, 15 years as head coach, something like that? I believe it was, yeah. Some, so, that congrats on a great career, Sean Payton. And to the Saints, uh, good luck in these next couple of years because you guys are going to have an interesting time rebuilding. Uh, oh, anyways, yeah. that. Wait, Adam, anyways. Can I just say one yeah. thing? So, you bring up the Saints rebuild. Remember how I said the Packers have the second worst uh, cap situation? Just so happens the Saints have the worst. They potentially could be around seventy million over the cap, and I can see why Sean Payne doesn't want to deal with that mess. He got out just in time, buddy. That might be part of why why he did it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage in the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.